Today on the Pepsi Boys. Who made, yeah. Who made Full Throttle? Do you guys remember that one? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hang on. I don't know. Find that. I think that. Did you know you can now leave a message for the Pepsi Boys at 402-704-SODA. That's 402-207-7632. This and more. Get excited. Hello and welcome to the Pepsi Boys, the premier American soda podcast where we discuss all things sweet and effervescent. The Pepsi Boys are bottling and delivering high fructose corn syrup and caffeine injected discourse every week. I'm one of your hosts, Dean. And joining me we have... Hey, what up? It's Gabe. Hey, Les. Alright guys, we're, we're in for a real doozy this week. Uh, Les, I, I, I know you've got a lot for us, um, but let's, uh, let's not quite get into that. Okay. Um, what are we drinking today, guys? Well, uh, shout out to uh, shout out to uh, Jeff Gibson on Twitter. Uh, I am drinking a Dad Coke, which is uh, apparently it's for nerds. Yeah, and I, I I hope no one minds that I did use the official stance of the podcast to agree with that. That's fine. I, oh, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, we're all nerds here. We're we are on a soda podcast. There's yeah. there's no question that we are nerds. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Les, you, you anything this week or anything? Well, I I tried to find the uh, voodoo again. Oh no! No luck. I, I, you no got to use the you got to use that store locator. Man. Yeah, yeah. I keep going to do that and forgetting. So I'm yeah, just like, yeah, I'll find it for you. Just tell me your your address and I'll. I'll... Sure. Yeah, yeah. You want to do it now, like on the on the pod? Yeah, yes, I mean, yes. I could, uh, sure. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So, <laughs> so I did actually. I tried a couple places. Um, the spot that had it out of stock last week when I went. And it was oh, right, yeah. out of stock again. They got it in and it went out again. Um, and then I tried the supermarket that we were shopping at because we had to do our, our big buy for the month. And uh, they had some cool stuff I almost grabbed, but none of it was that. So Okay. So Yeah, well, we've, we've got a little time before uh, the spookiest season, so we can try to grab it. I yeah. mean, it looks like Target and, and Walmart might start carrying like a 12-pack of the cans. Um, wow, that is a lot of spooky mystery flavor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I actually like it, and I, I am, uh, like, I think I'm gonna go back to it again. Um, and I'm not a big fan of like vanilla Dew, and I say that's like you can't say that about flavors, I guess, because I just mean standard Mountain Dew. But I do like a lot of the variants they do, like Baja Blast is really good, and and this this stuff it's it's intriguing. It's it's something new for me. It's. I mean, I will say it's good. I. I want to challenge. I want to taste it again because now uh, I feel like I tasted stuff, and I feel like other people tasted stuff that is just making no sense to me. So I want to do. I want to do it again. Yeah, I think we should. Um, you know, try to track it down, all of us. I'll. I'll get. Uh, Les's address. Uh, anytime now, Les. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we'll. I'll find it for you. If not, I'll mail it to you. Yeah, um, I'm sure it's around. You know, I just, I honestly, you know, you guys know how it is with me. I, I don't really leave unless I have to. Yeah. Lately. That's you fair. know, you know, just limited, oh. limited exposure and stuff. And uh, it's kind of like one of those, if I'm on my way through deals. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, right now. But I do have a couple of things I got to take care of this week. So I had a couple of new spots I was going to check. Uh, one of them being Target, actually. So uh, I'll give yeah. that a shot, hopefully by next week's. I believe I've seen it in a Walmart now, like mm-hmm. in one of the little like coolers by the checkout. I, today, today I had a a nice one dollar big old Coke from McDonald's. Um, I 
nothing to me beats McDonald's Coke in terms of of a drink. You just can't. What is it about McDonald's Coke? Is it the is it the mixture? Is it the they, overall sensation? Uh, I guess the the thing is that they still use like metal canisters. So like everybody else is using um, boxed bags of syrup, uh, and and McDonald's still gets them in like metal metal canisters. There's something about the way it's stored. Okay. I think they also, you know, they might carbonate. They might be a slightly different mixture. I mean, it's just it's, I haven't had a bad McDonald's Coke in years. Okay. And like I used to, there used to be like growing up. I remember like you just get a bad drink. And I haven't had that happen in a long time, and that's remarkable. You know, that's pretty good. I, maybe that's just me, and I've had a lot of good luck. But yeah, nothing You're, to me. They're just fun, and it's you get the only franchise owner that like truly cares about McDonald's in the world. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like across like a bunch of different ones. It's not just one single store, so or one single location. But um, yeah, I'm not I, I drinking noticed, anything right now. I noticed that last time I went. Uh, I think I mentioned it on last week's episode, maybe before, but I got a Barks from there, um, you know, fountain fountain drink Barks, and it was pretty much like what I, what I would expect from the bottle. So yeah, yeah, they're on they're on their A game. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Les, have you ever had Dad's root beer? No, I don't believe I have. You know how Costco always has like it seems to have like the brand. Um, that's going to become really popular before it gets really popular. And then like it's at Costco and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, that thing's amazing. Um, so they used to have dad's root beer. They still, I'm sure do. Uh, but that yeah. was really good. And now I'm looking it up to see if it, uh, no, it does not have caffeine. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Never mind. Screw yourself, dads. Apparently you can get it at Big Lots. <laughs> oh, we got Big Lots. I haven't if been to a Big, Big Lots, lots in around, years. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So we've got the, uh, the drinking report. Uh, Anything, I'm trying to think, you know, like a lot, we're, we're trying to be educational, but uh, last week we just did questions and answers, so there wasn't a ton that we could have corrections or comments on. I mean, anything going on in the world of soda this week that, or that we... Uh, all, all I know is, uh, all I was reading earlier today was some uh, questionable business practices on the part of Coca-Cola, um, mm. which... No. You know, I know. Shocking. Everybody, so shocking. Yeah. No, not after this episode, but... <laughs> I have some things to cover. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I mean, the, it, it, it's just we're, we're in the advent of like the, the seasonal. I'm, I'm excited to we get to like, I feel like we're in a place in 2020 right now that people are just waiting to get to like the holidays where like m- new stuff's coming out, right? Like we're in the middle of Techtember and like Techtober. So like all the new what the like, fuck? gadgets are dropping. You ever heard of this? Techtember and Techtober? <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> Like Apple just had their event a couple of weeks ago. Like uh, they'll have uh, their their iPhone event in October. Like yeah, it's just ever... funny. Do you ever remember? Oh, no, I, I, guys. Yeah, I mean it's guys, it's the timing for sure. Right? Yeah, they guys, do I'm that. Drinking, I'm drinking a diet coke. I'm a nerd. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, I, I build PCs in my spare time, so you know, right? seeing stuff like the thirty. Oh, series. the 3080. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, I mean, and that was, you knew that was going to happen. Right. Anybody who's been watching that market and knowing how it goes this time of year in those markets mm-hmm. knew that was going to happen. Uh, this... and when, when I say that, uh, basically, NVIDIA had a setup where you were supposed to go check their site at like six in the morning, whatever time zone it was Eastern or when it was. But everybody went there at the same time 
all the cards were gone in like seconds. Like people went from not available to out of stock, literally within one refresh. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been keyed on keyed in on that for quite a while because it's almost like a setup for usually what would be Black Friday. You know, but you see that going away a lot of places this year. Right. Well, look at the PS5 launch, which was like a oh, real yeah. like you had to like you had to like you know know somebody and have a secret password, and then you could do a pre-order, and then it crashed and it just wasn't available anymore. Yeah, right. Uh, well, it, the it was all like you know it's gonna it's gonna come out the next day. You know, pre-orders are gonna start the the following day, and then it's like oh well, Walmart has them already, Target has them already, and then it was they were gone. Amazon. Yep. Uh, yeah. Love it. So Microsoft. Um, I got to say, you know, every console war, you know, every year, every generation, there's somebody that comes out early and mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. And last time it was definitely the Xbox. Um, this time PlayStation seems to be making a goof or two. You know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. a little bit. I mean, okay, so our, so uh, I, 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 was, I was joking the other day, but, like, I, there's no way in hell that I'm going to be able to buy either one of these devices just because – like, I don't know, I have to save for college for a tiny human for eventually to go to college. So I joke about, like, not being able to buy this. But, like, I'm seriously not going to be able to buy any one of these devices. But if I were, I think I'd go Xbox. Like, the Xbox seems to have, like, the things that I wanted to have, you know? Yeah, I mean, Game Pass is just such a value. Um, this isn't this isn't gamer, the gaming boys, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are. Oh. but you know, to bring it back around, if if the adoption's high enough with a new Xbox, we might get another Halo tie-in. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, that's that was a pretty common occurrence back in the day. Every was... Call of Duty now has like a Mountain Dew thing. Oh yeah. Them. Oh absolutely. Um, uh, <laughs> it's all it's a well, Gamer Fuel is is that Mountain Dew? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mountain yeah. Dew game game fuel. So uh, I I, uh, I somebody was telling me that they they just like they know somebody who sits at the home all day just like slams gamer fuel all day long and i i haven't looked it up but i, I kind of wanted to try one to see just how terrible it is for you um yeah i mean the so it came out back in like uh, when halo 3 came out so like 2007 i want to say mm-hmm. which by the then... way i'm sure we all played halo 3 right oh, oh yeah i oh, played yeah. halo 3 a lot yeah um and then it came back, I guess, for World of Warcraft. No, oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. World of Warcraft is one of those fun. Those I I really liked World of Warcraft, but I, I at one point I found myself like like going. I basically I would go to work and I would come home and then I would like log into Halo or not? Excuse me, not Halo. World of Warcraft, and I felt like I was going back to work because <laughs> you have to like. It's like you have people that are expecting you to like go raid with them. You have like a bunch of like. Um, crafting or grinding to do it's like and so I gave up in that game because I'm like I don't want another job in like this virtual universe where like I have to like literally make my own bags yeah I never got that really I was never a wow guy I played for like four to six months like pretty regularly and then I was I I got lucky and just didn't it didn't stick with me you know Mm. Um, but I've never been super into MMOs Um, not that style of gaming I've done a couple, but it was never the popular ones, you know, so I'd always have to rely on like a crew of people I knew to go in and do stuff anyway. Oh, really? Um, You know, but that's like, not to get too far off track here, but you know, DDO, Dungeons and Dragons Online, which is popular for a minute. Uh, Oh, yeah. I I vaguely remember that. Which one was that? Oh, Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah. Uh, That and the one before it, actually. 
the one, there was one that is dead now. Um, it's not actually available that I know of. I think the servers are all pulled and everything, but it was it was a better MMO as far as you know that universe goes. Um, huh. It was much less of a we're walking you along a path kind of feeling. Okay. It was more of just like everybody's out here doing their thing. It was like almost like a four X kind of game, but not quite. Well, that was gamer talk, and I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at G Fuel, so it's powder. You say it's like fuel. Apparently, so I'm looking at G Fuel right now. It's a powder you put into. They're trying to make it look like you're a bodybuilder, but you. Oh, like Gatorade? No, yeah, kind of like Gatorade, but like you put it in this like little shaker, like you would like protein powder. Oh, weird. You're working out, um, and then (laughs) I guess you drink it out of that. Oh yeah, it's got like a shaker ball. I see one. It's like Sonic, uh, themed. Sonic's peach rings. Oh my god, that looks enormously disgusting. I see G Fuel. Yeah, what got you into G Fuel? (laughs) Yeah, and then I've also got Game Fuel, which is, I think, the other thing we were talking about, because that's that's showing cans that are by Mountain Dew Amp. Oh, Amp. God, I used to drink the the shit out of that. Oh, that's (laughs) clever. Oh, that's really good. Um, You know, G Fuel, shout out to your SEO, uh, because I typed in Gamer Fuel, and G Fuel is the first thing that pops up. Yeah, that happened to me, too. Yep. Good job. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was confused because I'm like, there's no Mountain Dew powder is not a thing. (laughs) Way to go, G Fuel. Those that that is some some epic uh, (laughs) just knocking out uh, Mountain Dew altogether. I love it. Who made made Full Throttle? Do you guys remember that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm, I don't know. I think that might have been. I'll I'll take you guys back to uh, what was it? I think it it must have been like 2000, 2001, uh, um, Metal Gear Solid, PS1. I love and, it. And Surge. I drank so much Surge and I beat <laughs> Metal Gear Solid like four times. So I just did a quick quick little bit of research here. And Full Throttle is the one I would drink besides Red Bull when it was when it came to that era of energy drinks. Um, just so happens it's made by Coca-Cola. <laughs> love it what a love surprise yeah. what a surprise. surprise the best energy drink yeah yeah because it, it's got real it's got real sugar that's the thing about full throttle that's i think why i could drink it and not feel because i just don't like that fake that artificial sweetener back note that a lot of uh energy drinks have like monster in particular there's a yeah. few monsters that use real sugar but they're like the coffee ones and stuff like that their primary drink line, as far as I know, has always been like aspartame, fake sweetener crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, not my thing. Again, it's just eh. full throttle. No longer owned by Coke. Really? Oh, yeah, now no. it's owned. It's owned by Monster Energy. It oh. was sold by Coke in 2015. Oh, that explains these new cans I'm looking at too. Yeah, they don't. Oh, have it was the... kind of like a weird deal because Monster transferred all its non-energy drink businesses to Coca-Cola. Mm. Hanson's Natural Sodas, Peace Tea, Hubert's Lemonade, and Hanson's Juice Products. So Wait it's kind second. of like a deal. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Monster owns like Hanson's now. No, Monster owned Hanson's, and now Coke does. Yeah. What? What? What is happening? That's the strangest deal ever. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff. I mean. Oh my God. So now I'll have to try one to see if it's the same recipe or not. Because they've got one called Original here, just a black and white can. So yeah, I'll have to give that a go when I'm at the uh, grocery next week.
Well, uh, speaking of things that Coke does own, uh, Les, I think you've got a, a, a big whopper of a topic for us, so yeah. I'll let you take it away. Yeah, this, uh, I, I, I went into this just looking for some simple information on why we have caffeine in soft drinks, you know, why that became a thing, uh, and it led me down a very, very dark path. Um, essentially, what we're looking at is Coke being responsible for a, a large number of uh, fairly atrocious events throughout history, and that's also partially due to their investment in Monsanto, which a lot of people don't don't know about. Other than us bringing it up every time, which uh, if you're playing along at home, uh, shout out Monsanto. Yeah, <laughs> Monsanto, we love you. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, this is, I'm, I'm not really exposing anything new here, but I think it's, uh, a lot of people aren't probably aware of how stacked this deck was. Um, so going back a ways, this is more starting on Coca-Cola's piece of history. That soft drink was originated by John Pemberton as a response to Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, I love that guy. He's on Superstore. Wait, what? Hello? Johnny Pemberton. He's oh, a gosh. he's a comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the other one. Um Atlanta, Georgia went dry. This is eighteen eighty six. They went dry as a city. They basically kicked alcohol to the curb, outlawed it, and this guy, John Pemberton, ends up deciding to make the soft drink Coca Cola. So what he does, he gets together some you know, some fruit flavors. This, it's it's a pretty common origin story for most soft drinks, but this one's got a little a little bit of a twist and fairly quickly. Um, so he, he gets some fruit flavors together. He starts using extracts from the cola nut, which is where he's getting his caffeine. And also, and this is kind of common knowledge at this point, but coca leaves. So literally had active cocaine, active ingredient in a fountain drink um, at the time. Which I think is really missing in our current fountain drink offerings at this moment is more cocaine yeah yeah i mean that would probably never hurt compared to what's going on these days um, which we'll get into but at the time seltzer water that type of thing was seen as a medicinal obviously that's that's not really a thing we all know that now but this is the 1880s so anything new and apparently fizzy was uh, medicinal so I, I had a cold and i uh, drank a Lacroix, and uh, it worked it, it cured me uh, less so uh how dare you? Well, you know, I have to doubt some things. That's one of them. Um, so this this thing with Coke, um, they they had cocaine in their soda. So literally, we're almost supplying the you know the entire trade as far as the industry at the time. And what eventually happened is um, access to Coke itself. Uh, it was seen as more of a posh thing at first when it got introduced, and it started getting really popular. Uh, and then more people wanted to drink Coke. So the way the government played it off to get rid of the cocaine in Coca-Cola is they said that you know, it, was, it was causing issues in, in lower class communities. Um, because now everyone's literally drinking cocaine all day. <laughs> so, mm. you know, no, no problem there. Yeah, What's yeah, the worst that could happen? Yeah, exactly. So Everybody's so productive. Like, I'm sure like <laughs> everything was super clean. Oh, Everybody yeah. had so much energy. And and that's the thing is that they, they they got obviously they got a huge following you know because now they're available to everybody for a nickel was the the quote back in this era. Um, wow. So Coke has lots of money. 
and they're thinking that sugar production, cane sugar production, is is cost prohibitive. You know, so they're looking for other alternatives to make their soda or keep their soda sweet, uh, but set it apart from other soft drinks. Okay, now this is at a point where there is still cocaine, and they're worried about taking out the sugar. Okay. <laughs> So what the, <laughs> the sugar has to go, but is there still cocaine? Right, exactly. You know, so that was the thing back then, you know, for now, now it's, you know, caffeine throat hit back then. It was, has it got enough Coke, um, literal Coke. So this surge in popularity leads to Coke having all kinds of money for research. Um, they don't want to do the research themselves. So they get in touch with this guy who is already a chemist of sorts, uh, John Francis Queenie. This is 1901. So the idea is that Coke's going to take some money and invest it in this guy's processes because he had already started looking into and started getting better with um, producing a chemical you might know of called saccharin. So this is way back in 1901. Coca-Cola sees what this guy's doing and they say, hey, we'll give you money uh, to start, start your company up. And that company just happened to be Monsanto. Monsanto. Yes. <laughs> so literally Coca-Cola... The soft drink company funded and essentially founded Monsanto, which is the same Monsanto we have around today. That you know, we'll get into some of the things they've caused. So, it, I mean, it makes a it makes a lot of sense when you think about how this was all medicinal. It was all like early biochemistry, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's just it's just you know we're so far removed from it now with right. like soda machine like it's just such a strange thing to think that these that there is this logical tie between them that's yeah and and, uh, again as as we go through this whole history lesson uh it it, it gets even deeper like the the way it's meshed and what actually came out of this partnership um by 1902 Coke had invested enough money in this guy up front, in, in Monsanto and, and John Queenie. They had invested enough money that he already had enough product ready, saccharin product ready, for Coca-Cola to start putting it in their drinks instead of sugar. Um, this is back in 1902, so it's only the year after the initial investment. The initial really? Investment. Um, U.S. government, strangely enough, the U.S. government of the era, um, they were really protective of the way their food was produced and sourced even a lot a lot more so than today honestly yeah honestly <laughs> and, and they and they attempted to sue monsanto coca-cola to stop them from putting it in drinks because they wanted it all marked as an adulterated product if it contained saccharin because it was so, not a real food so less <laughs> at this point were like coke and monsanto like just partners in name but not really in like corporate entity or anything like that there's no ownership Okay. Yeah, between mm-hmm. the two companies. You know, it is definitely John Queenie's company with Monsanto and Pemberton and crew um, still on the Coca-Cola side. There's Got just it. a lot of money exchanging hands to keep things going, well, get things going, keep things going, and further market share. That's really what this whole partnership boils down to, um, and it accelerates really fast. Mm-hmm. So uh, 1903, that is actually when Coca-Cola had to remove cocaine from their recipe. Oh man! Yep, exactly. Sad trombone everywhere. So what happened is those complaints got louder and louder of the general public having access to this cocaine-fueled soft drink, Uh, and it caused a huge (laughs) outcry of of, of narcotics in general, but particularly cocaine. 
Was uh, this still as the Atlanta was like in the midst of the temperance movement? Like was alcohol yeah. still? <laughs> yeah. So was, yeah. yeah, alcohol's yeah, gone, but cocaine, cocaine yeah. juice is yeah. still. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. the thing is you, you, know, you touched on something interesting that I don't get into a lot here, but um, you know, we are heading into the prohibition at this point. Yeah. In 1903, okay. that right. era. Um, so what's interesting is that coca-cola's head at the time he's like all right you know this is enough i don't want to deal with it uh he just decides to just take cocaine out and was this still pemberton or was he out was he he was out at this point um i don't have i think i might actually have this guy's name hang on i did write it down yeah john pemberton died in the coolest possible way uh what's that he was uh, he mountain biking off of like a like stone mountain because it would be a cool way to die. Oh, no, never mind. Just kidding. Uh, I was reading this byline here. He suffered a saber wound sustained in 1865. Um, and then he... While fighting for a, the Confederacy, I believe. Right. <laughs> then he had, a, a, of course, a morphine addiction um, that allowed him to experiment with various painkillers and toxins. that's such a cool way to die. <laughs> no, but that's not how he died. He died of stomach cancer, which is uh, awful, which is a terrible Oh, probably from all that saccharin, right? Uh, see, yeah, so we're getting into some interesting stuff here. Uh, so the guy the guy that was in charge of Coca-Cola at the time, their their manager was Candler. Okay. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, so again, he's not super noteworthy in the interest of the story, but that's the guy who was running the show when they decided to do this. Um, you know, he just kind of washed his hands of it, but what he what he vowed to do instead was add more sugar and caffeine so more caffeine oh so more this, throat hit yeah so see so what we've got so far we've got 1901 with coke giving money to john queenie to get monsanto started so they get their saccharin foothold okay for the artificial sweetener um 1903 they're taking the cocaine out and aiming for more sugar and more caffeine so this actually results in a further investment from the Coca-Cola company so that Monsanto can become one of the primary producers of caffeine to add to soft drinks um, in the entire really? world. Yeah, and they're doing it by deriving it from tea leaves at this point. This okay. is 1903. Okay. Um, but so you know, Coca-Cola company pumps a bunch more money into Monsanto the, the, and makes another huge investment. Um, by 1905, Monsanto starts manufacturing two things for Coca-Cola. Uh, one is caffeine that I just mentioned from tea leaves, and mm-hmm. the other is vanillin. So vanillin itself is a Monsanto product. Uh, really? Art, art, yes, artificial vanilla. Um, now, is and, that the artificial vanilla that's extracted from like beaver's anal glands? Mm. <laughs> That's raspberry. Don't ask me why I know that, but that's raspberry. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole ra- new Yeah, because I know what you're talking about. I, I forget what the name of that chemical is. Uh, vanillin, I uh, don't have it right in front of me. I did read it while I was getting re- the research together for the episode. Um, it's just, you know, it's like what you would think of when you think of buying artificial vanilla. Uh, on the shelf today. okay. is it. what you usually see in there to some degree. Right, right. Yeah. So artificial vanilla flavor is essentially that. And that's because Coke, again, pumped more money into Monsanto. So here's where I have a bit of a jump, because this is obviously at this point, we're already at a stage where 
they've been stacking this business relationship to the point where they've taken over the market, uh, literally, for all these different chemicals, soft drinks, um, lots of different things. So And Pepsi, Pepsi was around at this point, right? They were. Yeah, okay. um, saw them mention a couple points in this story, but their story like kind of picked up later and not as dirty. We get okay. into that one too. So I wonder, point, but... were they using caffeine in a similar way, uh, but not with Monsanto? I mean, is this like the for? I wonder if this is like the format wars of. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> who's going to you mention you... that? Um, there, there was actually a large amount of caffeine being produced outside the U.S. at the time. It's not the artificial caffeine. Ah. That's a whole different part of the story when the artificial ca- caffeine itself pops up. Um, that's different than the tea-derived stuff that we're at with this 1900s, early 1900s era. Um, okay. Where it, gets, where it got interesting, um, you know, it's already pretty interesting to begin with, just seeing how they're stacking this up. And if you're you know, bearing in mind who Coca-Cola is now and who Monsanto is now, uh, you can see this already starting to go down a very strange spiral um it's at this yeah. point that i'd like to invite the uh, the intern scanning all the podcasts for mentions of montanto you can stop listening now because we're not going to say anything yeah, bad it about get, Monsanto. yeah no no not at all nothing else nothing, nothing else no, to listen to no, that was it that was the entire episode so um we've got a time jump here you know obviously you can kind of figure out for yourself Monsanto producing caffeine for Coca-Cola in 1905, as well as artificial vanilla and saccharin, all these things that they've got under their lock and key. Um, they get hugely known nationwide as being one of the foremost chemical companies in the U.S. One of their scientists that was at their Dayton site, um, Charles Allen Thomas, started work with something you might have heard of called the Manhattan Project. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's that Manhattan Project. Oh, it's the so, comic book where they uh, they make Dr. Manhattan, right? Yeah, that's the one. That's exactly it. Yep, yep. And uh, what happens is Manhattan Project has gotten to a point where they know that they can make a nuclear weapon. They know that they know how to do this. Um, the one link that they're missing are the triggers that would set the whole reaction off when they drop when they actually drop the bomb and it detonates a certain height above and everything else, all the atrocious stuff we all know about nuclear weapons. Um, so they tapped this Charles Atlan Thomas guy who is running Monsanto's Dayton, Ohio site. Now, what happened when this partnership started, so this is essentially the federal government of the era trying to make an atomic bomb contracting out for lack of a better way to explain it monsanto's dayton ohio location and just like this most secretive thing that ever no, happened actually i thought that too because i was like why have not why haven't why have i not heard of this mm-hmm. um it turns out it actually became its own thing it's a sideline project to the manhattan project called the dayton project well in um in early 43, uh, Dr. Thomas had uh, been at a uh, scientific meeting where he met James Bryant Conant, or perhaps he'd known him before that. James Bryant Conant had been the president of Harvard University. Um, they had a lot in common, and they, they left after that. Uh, 
Dr. Thomas came back here to Dayton because he and uh, Dr. Hockwalt were co-owners of what was then uh, Central Research for Monsanto. Uh, they were both co-directors at the time. Well, uh, not, not too many uh, months after that, namely in the latter part of the winter of uh, 43, Dr. Thomas received a call from uh, Dr. Conant asking him to come to Washington. So he went to Washington, and there he uh, met with, uh, with General Groves, who was the project director for the Manhattan Project, sworn to secrecy. Then he was told all about the atomic bomb project and what Monsanto could do. And the basic uh, re requirement in uh, Dr. Thomas's case was to uh, have Monsanto take over the chemistry and the development of being able to uh, process polonium. The knowledge of the polonium chemistry at that time was next to nothing. Uh, obviously, this is wartime, and anything, anything that would help the American government win the war uh, obviously was high on the priority of every American. Where we get to with this Dayton project is that Charles Allen Thomas is tapped to develop the polonium trigger that will set off the nuclear reaction in two bombs that you may have also heard of, one named Fat Man and one named Little Boy. Oh. So this is where we've gotten to right now, is that you know Monsanto started off as a, a cash kick from Coca-Cola because they wanted to have you know a corner on the artificial sweetener market in that era back in the early 1900s. Now hmm. we're in now we're at, you know 1945, well 1943 with this, um, and that literally the company that Coca-Cola invested in founding has now perfected, which I didn't get to yet. Charles Allen Thomas is successful with the Dayton project, wow. meaning that he developed the trigger, the polonium trigger, that set off the whole arms race. Um, Jesus. So I, I know we skipped over like the the nineteen teens. I were was Monsanto making like the poisonous gases for World War One? I? I mean, like it seems right up their alley. Or were they were I they? Didn't, I didn't come across that too much. Um, what originally led me to this link. You know, finding this out about the right. project, it was that uh, during World War II, and this is tie this ties back to the investments with the caffeine production and everything else. Uh, Coca-Cola devised a plan that they would be able to get a cold Coke into any troop's hand anywhere on the battlefield for five cents. Meanwhile, we can't give out uh, masks in a pandemic to every American <laughs> in the United States. Well, I'm sure you can imagine. You know, uh, you know. It being World War Two, and you have, you know, you, you've got a lot of um, national. Is it okay to say national pride? Uh, I'm going to sure. say it. <laughs> sure. I'm going to say it. It's okay. Yeah. So, so World War Two, there was a lot of, you know, if it was an American product, you can get it while you're out on the field. Mm -hmm. That's the thing you went to. So yeah. it caused a huge popularity spike for Coca-Cola. That's true. So mm. they they went through all these hoops trying to get more caffeine produced. Um, more more sugar, so which led them to you know, obviously more and more research with Monsanto. Um, eventually, it comes around to forty five after the war. Um, it, everyone came home from the front, 
And because they had been drinking Coca-Cola the entire time at the front, that was the thing that was popping when they got home. You know, now the heroes right. are home. Coca-Cola is the thing they drink. So everybody wants a Coca-Cola in the entire country. And you can look at the numbers for Coke versus Pepsi in that era, and it, it shows itself fairly fairly clearly. I, uh, good God, is that slippery. I think there was a similar story with, like, Hershey's uh, in World War oh, II. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, just whoever got into the MREs. I mean, with, with Hershey, I think specifically they had – and developed a lot of different uh, MREs, like tropical ones that would work in like Japan and stuff like that. Yep, and also I, th- I don't know if it was World War One or two, but I-, I remember also the candy thing with M and M's, and that's why they have a candy coating. Oh that yeah, was my they understanding melt- of that they melt in your mouth, not in your hands. Yeah, exactly. It was easy- it was easier to have it keep on the on the field. So when you're out, you know, like you're saying Me- MRE style or whatever. Meanwhile, Germany is all like, uh, Fanta, can we make this uh, goop, um, <laughs> brown goop, uh, appetizing to anybody? Yeah, and, and they, yeah. they, they yeah. sold millions, so I guess, you know, it all depends. You know, World War II made and broke a lot of uh, companies worldwide, I suppose. Yeah, and, you know, also there were some failures during this, you know, 1940s period with Monsanto. Uh, Coke, not so much, you know, because obviously after everyone came home and everybody's drinking coke now the right you know, their sales are through the roof monsanto's caffeine production is through the roof so they actually end up uh, becoming one of two and they were the earliest in the u.s they became one of two factories in the mid to late 40s to start producing artificial caffeine in the united states wow um Do, you know, did you get a did you get a sense of where artificial caffeine is derived from it yeah, it's a chemical process. Uh, I do have that. Hang on. As a person who drinks a lot of caffeine, um, I just like to know what kind of poisons I'm putting in myself. Well, it's okay. That's the thing that's interesting about it is it's chemi- chemically, it's exactly the same. Okay, that no different sense. at all. Yeah, it's just the matter. It's a matter of the source itself. There's, you know, the tea derived. Uh, I honestly, before I started researching this, I always thought it was coffee because, you know, you decaffeinate coffee. Obviously, some mm-hmm. of that goes into the supply. The but caffeine it's, oil. It's really tea. Tea is where they get a lot of, mm. you know, caffeine yeah, tea, from a tea natural te- source. Tea tends to have more caffeine. Like green tea will have more caffeine than uh, like a regular cup of coffee. Uh, like an espresso shot has, I think, something like it's like it's like uh, seven, like like it's like point seven five milligrams of of caffeine like one espresso shot and then like a like a medium cup of coffee has like um like i think 1.5 mil like it just goes up like like regular coffee and then also depends on where it's from and 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 the roast and and the whole thing yeah and it's well it's an interesting note too uh, going back to the thing with coke's popularity push for being available out in the battlefield uh, when it came back around to the 50s so obviously, you know, 45 is when the war ends thereabouts. Um, you get into the, the late 40s, early 50s, and America, Americans in general, have gone from drinking a lot of coffee every year. So it used to be 45, 46 gallons of coffee per year per person in the United States for adults in the early 40s up through the 50s when the troops got back. Wow. The, the popularity push was so solid from Coke that it flipped the other way around. By the beginning of the 50s, uh, coffee consumption in the U.S. went through the floor. 
and soft drink consumption completely replaced it. It went to 11 or 12 gallons of soda hmm. per year per person. Um, and, then the, and, and the coffee numbers just dropped. And never, they didn't come back for decades compared to soft drinks. You know, that makes a lot of sense, though. Like, your 50s, like, I always think of, like, soda shops, soda fountains. Um, Like, that's, like, the big heyday for, you know, for being going out and, like, you know, being having these different, like, effervescent drinks. Yeah, I think, you know, when I think of that era, it's usually Coca-Cola, too. All the old ads that I remember from, you know, the 40s, 50s that my grandparents had kicking around. You know, they had the oh, for sure. Tin wall hanging stuff that was like legit first issue whatever and uh, a lot of santa claus yep yep santa claus is a lot of guy you know looking like that uh that really famous americana painter i can never remember the name of uh, uh norma rockwell yeah yeah totally yeah. yeah you know so that kind of stuff um what's interesting uh, you know because I, I do have a lot left to cover so i you know i think this leaving it off here you know in the 40s uh, it's a good jump-off point because so much happens after this. Um, you know, throughout the 60s and 70s, some of the research that Monsanto was doing that ties back to, again, Coke pushes for products are the thing that fuels Monsanto's bottom line for quite a while off and on. Um, right. And, but, and so we left off in the 40s, and uh, they figured out how to make the nuclear bomb and never used it, right? That's what happened? Ever. Nope. Yeah, that's, no one used uh, it. that's how the story should end. Right? Yeah, but you know, again, yeah. it's it's one of those things where you, you don't always realize how a lot of these early companies, like Coca-Cola, for example, um, they got in there and they 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 were able to sink hooks, you know, in in production for decades after that. You know, um, there's still some impacts that we'll talk about next week in the second part of this that um, our generation is definitely dealing with, and it's going to be three or four more generations down the line before this stuff is out of the environment. Yeah. I get too much on that tip, but it's, it's one of those things, you know, and, and Coke for that matter. Uh, this is one thing I did want to leave off on because we've been talking a lot about where cocaine was in and then was taken out from the, the Coca-Cola products. Um, Coke still imports over a hundred metric tons of leaves every year to the U S they have a special, uh, Coca leaves. Yes. They have a special really? deal with the DEA. Yep. It's very specifically set up and monitored and whatever else. What for? But Okay. They're, so, they're putting it in gamer fuel. No, they're still putting it in Coca-Cola. Oh, Here's really? The trick. Here's the trick. So what Coca-Cola has done, um, there's a very specific formula. Uh, it's protected. Two people at any time know it, and they're never on the same plane, that kind of thing. That's actually a legit thing with Coca-Cola. Um, but one of the things they've talked about because they keep getting questioned as to why they're still importing hundreds of tons of coca leaves, they strip the active alkaloid out of it. And that goes to a separate pharmaceutical company. So we're getting back into this whole... And they make diet things, things, things that Coke, you know, has a hand in without realizing Jesus. that they have a hand in it. So they take the active out of the leaves, but they still have to have the other parts of that coca, uh, that cola leaf derivative to make Coca-Cola taste the way it does. So even though we haven't had it in our, in the actual soft drink for over a hundred years, the flavor itself is still reliant on those leaves. And yet they've been using synthetic 
caffeine for yep. forever. Right. But they right. need the coca leaves because <laughs> they can be the world's biggest drug dealer. Like Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what it boils down to. You know, it's also interesting to note, um, I meant to mention this earlier, the 1903 dates where public outcry caused cocaine to get removed from the product. Um, technically, cocaine was not illegal in the United States for another 11 years after that. Wow. Yeah. So think about wow. that for a moment. Coca-Cola voluntarily pulled this from their product to increase sugar and caffeine because who's going to look at that? Mm, that's fair. And we still haven't really. Right. Right. Um, I say put it back. Let's bring the cocaine back. It's 2020. <laughs> You're already getting the flavor. Yep. So, yeah. At this rate, really, know. what do we have to lose as a society? <laughs> really? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, at this point, right. It's probably healthier than the sugar we all drink. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're lucky enough to be drinking sugar, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, wow. Okay, I knew it would be uh, insane, but you know, didn't know it'd be quite like this. That, um, but I guess we'll find out what happens after the uh, awful end of World War Two. Uh, mm-hmm. Gets uh, gets awfuler. Shut well, the stay fuck tuned up. For how? Part two. I, I just don't even know how. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I will find out. So let's um, yep. wow. Okay, well, that's kind of deflated me a little bit. Um, hey, Coke's still number one. Yeah, it's true. Sorry. Coke is number one. Sorry. I uh, I posted today on Twitter. Um, so there's a there's an algorithm thing going around on Twitter today. Um, is you take a picture, and then uh, you you put it at two ends. Of, of a space, right? And then you post the picture onto Twitter uh, and then you ask the, you say, you you wonder, you, you kind of surmise which picture the algorithm is going to pick. So I put one of Coke on top and on the bottom I put Pepsi in this white space in the middle. And of course, Twitter chose Coca-Cola. Coke. Yeah, this is a lot more preferable to them choosing, what, who is it, Mitch McConnell? <laughs> Mitch McConnell versus Barack Obama? Yeah, oh, I know. I'd, yeah, Coke is the Mitch McConnell. Yeah, oh, 100%, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I don't know. One's a lot better than the other. I'd rather be you mean... I'd rather drown in Coca-Cola than be near Mitch McConnell. Yeah, I think all in of us would be. Space. Yeah. guys we made it uh we're on our fourth episode right now um we're we're in big soda has noticed us and uh we're gonna be opening our very own soda shop uh but here is the cash of course we each have a fountain with three options and we've got to pick a theme for each of our counters uh and then the fans are going to decide which of our departments is the best in a new segment i'm calling jerk match jerk match 2020 1.0. So here's basically how it'll work. We'll each choose three sodas in a round-robin style. There's no rules. Um, any soda that's ever existed uh, actually 
we're not doing fictional this week maybe in the future um but we cannot pick the same drink so like if someone picks coke it's out um and we've got to make it kind of match up with our theme now themes can be like anything you know like a, as specific as like you have a catcher in the rye booth for your soda and uh, I don't know what your what's, I don't know what your sodas would be. What, what soda goes with whining and disdain? Um, Pib Extra. There you go. Or 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 what? Uh, what 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 other soda goes with? Uh, never is interviewed again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> God, I hate that book. I never read it. Oh, it's terrible. I never read that or the um, Great Gatsby, and I know those are too often mentioned. In oh, the Great Gatsby's circles. awful too. Yeah, of sorry. I apologize is. to I apologize to literary Twitter. Yeah, fuck them. Okay. Anyway, so uh, yeah. let's let's get into the selection. I don't know if we want to give our themes or kind of build our soda first and then kind of announce our theme and and see how obvious that kind of gets. So hopefully everyone's given these a little bit of thought. If not, it's okay. Uh, who I, I, I definitely have a theme working in my head. All right. But, yeah, um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Who, yeah. who wants to go first? So are we doing sodas or themes? Uh, why don't we do sodas and then we'll reveal okay. our theme at the end and we'll see if Ooh, we can kind of okay. guess each other's right. themes I'll based on what okay. we choose. I'll, I'll right. go first. Okay. Jolt Cola. Oh, wow. Jolt's off Ooh. the board. All right. As Jolt. in, you know, the, the first carbonated energy drink. Jolt Cola. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. I liked Joe. Now Joe Cola was Coke, right? I think it was his no, own thing. No, they were their own thing. Yeah. Were they really? Yeah, totally. I re- I re- I just was watching uh, uh, the '90s movie Hackers. Did you guys ever see that movie? <laughs> yeah. I never. Saw I, it. I watched. Oh my god, Dean! It's yeah, have fan- to. <laughs> you have to see it. It's so it's so horrible. At one point, at one point, one of the main characters puts on his head what looks like a virtual boy. Do you remember those the video yeah. game headset? Yeah, he puts that on like it's gonna help him hack the internet. Um, it's the greatest movie ever. You need to watch it. Yeah, Matthew Lillard's in it. I gotta check it out. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and uh, um, Angelina Jolie. Oh yeah, yeah. That's acid burn. Don't you forget oh. it. <laughs> Z- <laughs> right. All right. What, what was her tagline? Um, you mess with the best, you oh, die like gosh. the rest. Ugh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, how long I it took it. to get that out of my head? Thanks. <laughs> I apologize. I love. Uh, I okay. watched that. Okay. I watched that movie so much. <laughs> All right, uh, Gabe. Do you want to go next? Yeah, uh, Cactus Cooler. Oh wow. Okay, that's a big one. See, I've mm-hmm. never had that one. Oh, it's so good. Les, have you had Cactus Cooler? I don't remember it off the top of my head. No. Okay. Was it orangey? It's it's a it's an orange pineapple. It's an orange pineapple soda. It is. Uh, it's 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 Dr Pepper Keurig. Um, and uh, I don't like it's it's super wacky. Um, but I've always always like loved it. Like I've loved it since I was little. It was great. Yeah, you got to mail one to me. I really want to try it. I will I'll 100% mail you guys a, a bottle. Oh, yeah. You know what? I have had that. All right. I, the can. So yeah, okay. so here's I'm... here's my my first pick and this is I I swear I was thinking of this before we started talking earlier, but uh, I'm going with Mountain Dew Game Fuel. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that's why I was like so quick to know that it came out in 2007 was because I was like researching it a little bit before. It's a uh, citrus cherry is the flavor that Game Fuel is. Citrus cherry, yeah, that'd be good. 
Um, all right, so back to you, Les. Yeah. Um, we've talked about them a little bit in the past, but orbits. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The, okay, so I never had orbits. Me neither. Did you, did you guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was in the era, um, that I'm referring to actually. So yeah, it was, it was a little weird. It was it was really syrupy, uh, which I think was part of this. If I remember it correctly, there was like a weird matrix they had developed, um, that would hold those little gelatin balls in place in the was solution. It like, was it like like tapioca, like boba? Or yeah, it was almost like boba. But it was almost okay. like boba that doesn't sink. Oh, great. Yeah. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. So whatever that matrix is that they had come up with, that's what held the stuff in place. And you could see it if you looked through the bottle. It looked um, fairly biological. I'll just put it that way. Oh, my Pretty God. Cool. Yeah. 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 Th- that's what you really want in a soda. It's just like, <laughs> I want something that looked like it came out of me already. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got a, a certain throat hit. <laughs> i it i love uh the, that reminds me i love that aesthetic of like the late 90s going into the millennium of just like you know this is what the future is going to look like it's going to be like you know like these weird angles and like it's going to be bright colors and lots of silver oh yeah i, I mean the come on now the internet had just happened for the for most people in the public and it was not yet a giant advertising board right so exactly. anything could happen including right. orbits obviously mm-hmm All right, uh, Gabe, you're up next. Let's let's hear about this soda of yours. So, uh, I guess I mean I guess this is pretty on brand for me, but I'm gonna go Pepsi Blue. I'm gonna absolutely go Pepsi Blue. This this works perfectly for my theme. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, in all respects, absolutely. All right, Pepsi Blue. I mean, we we've talked about it at length, and we never will stop talking about it. Never and or new metal. No, of course not. All right, uh, I am going with the. Uh, Amazing beverage, Dr. Pepper 10. Ooh, Dr. Pepper 10. Yeah. Now, is that like the 10-calorie one? Yeah, it's a soda just for men. Sorry, girls. <laughs> that was their whole, you know, their whole slogan uh, was basically oh that. Oh, my God. So, real, real yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Not problematic. No, very all. cool and, and uh, smart. You know, I almost feel like... Uh... Advertising campaigns are, are somewhat, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here, but somewhat exempt to a degree <laughs> with stuff like that. Because, I mean, obviously, the, you know, it's like that. that's what everyone thought in the era, whether it, whether you agreed with it or not. I wasn't there for that era, so that's why I probably took over like that. I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed, it's always seemed weird to me, like some of the Coke advertisements that you'd see. Oh, so uh, you weren't there for the Dr. Yeah. Pepper 10 era? I didn't pay attention to it, I guess. <laughs> it was uh, like it was like ten years ago. Well, I feel like I feel like we are we have just we've just come out of this this era where like some of this stuff like can't happen anymore. Like yeah, oh, yeah. five years ago was like the like the yeah. big like the pen for women. Wasn't it like they had like a pencil specifically or a pen specifically designed for women? And it was just like a pen but it had like effeminate colors which were like which is an insane thing to do yeah i've I, yeah, like i've know, always seen those and all that. yeah and i'm you know i've always had the gut reaction when i see that kind of shit it's like why are you just like why are you doing a sales approach yeah. that way you know what yeah. i mean it's it just feels stupid and put on and it's like there's a different group of people that are going to pay attention to that than than me right yeah. you know um, yeah 
So I, I feel like we can't get away with some of this stuff anymore. No. I wish Dr. Pepper 10 would come back, though. But be <laughs> just inclusive. <for> you. <laughs> it's just for Dean. Yeah, that would be absolutely fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, Les, I think you're going to give us your last pick, number three. Yeah, yeah. Um, my last one, I'm going to have to go with the original, like, little brown bottle Red Bull. Little this is before it was cans. Oh, I don't even know. Been... I'm not familiar yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only place I could get it were a couple small markets that were around my dorm in college uh, down in the main part of the city. Wow. Uh, and they, and, yeah, they just had this little corner of, like, drinks. Um, and, yeah, I would grab those every weekend before I went out. Huh. I'd grab, like, a half rack of them. And they were, like, these little tiny brown bottles that didn't have, like, Red Bull now, I feel like, is already kind of lightly carbonated um, compared to a lot of soft drinks. Mm-hmm. This was even more so. It was like you were lucky if, if there was car- like a hint of carbonation. Oh, wow. So oh. Very syrupy, very cherry flavored. Um, not oh. quite cough syrup, but it, it did the job mm. for sure. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you, did you guys ever remember the energy drink called Balls? It was yes. Yep. I was just looking at that earlier. Yep. <laughs> There's another one. That's another one for the ad campaigns there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Balls. Yeah, with Guarana. Yeah, it's oh it's my still God. around. I, was, I remember that. Yeah, it is. They have a I root beer that flavored like, one. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I got to try that now. All right, uh, Gabe, let's, let's hear your last pick. All right, 2004's Pepsi Holiday Spice with a nice finish of ginger and cinnamon. Interesting. I, mm-hmm. I think I just learned about that one I was when I was doing the um, giving everybody a soda uh, that was retired flavor. I think that one I, I came yeah. across and I was like, I don't remember that. I vaguely remember having it once. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of like 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 Christmassy spice and like nutmeg and like that kind of like that kind of um, of flavors and scents and stuff. Like I use a lot of that in cooking also. Yeah. Uh, it's just to add some extra. And um, uh, I, I feel like, I, I feel like I remember having it and like, that's a really great, nice balance to the sweetness that it's Pepsi uh, that I'm, I'm super down with it. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Um, so my last pick is going to be okay. Soda. It's something uh, it's a, that Coke offering, which I'm sure we'll do an episode on in the future. Uh, I really wish I could have tried it. It's, it was totally just trying to appeal to Gen Xers who back then were like 20 something uh, in grunge and, and, and just not caring about anything. Um, that's <laughs> I love dream. how self-deprecating it is. It's okay. Soda. I mean, yeah, it, it's okay. <laughs> and Coke found out that that was not really an approach that worked in marketing. Um <laughs> Right. It's it's a unique fruity soda. Yeah, they I think they said it was kind of like um fruit punchy almost. Hmm. Um yeah, never had it. Wish I could have, oh my, but I would have been Oh my god, this I, is hilarious. The the manifesto that it comes oh with. Oh yeah, the commercials like, are insane. I got to watch yeah. these. What's the point of okay? Well, what's the point of anything? <laughs> <laughs> okay, soda emphatically rejects anything that is not okay and fully supports anything that is oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's great i uh i love it so uh 
themes. I really don't know what either of you guys could be going with. Well, Les, I could almost see yours being like high energy nineties, uh, like super ravey drum and bass. Hey, all right. So yeah, the, the two of you together. Yeah, you got it pretty close there. It's enough. I'll give it to you as a combo deal though. Oh, okay. So half, okay. Half point all each. Right. Uh, but yeah, '90s rave era is what I was going for. That's you know, some like those three drinks. Uh, besides other things, fueled my rave career for years. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow that that sounds fun. I mean, like, would you have like, in in our in our obviously very real soda shop that we're going to be starting? Would you obviously. have like cool uh, decor? Would you? I mean, who would be? What artists would be playing? Hmm. '90s. Jeez, that was uh. Derude. <laughs> <laughs> prior prior probably dj dan oh that's yeah, i've never DJ, heard of him. dj dan Don, donald glaude any of the old schoolers like that wow. oh my uh, gosh yeah those are the guys that i went out like would would drive states away to see even though i just saw them the previous weekend huh. that's, I love it. that's how those guys were yeah yeah Unless... there would be uh you know the, the the liquid sky and uh smart lasers whatever they call those shits everywhere of wow course. Les, I need I need you to do two things. A, I need you to make like a playlist of like your like deep track um, of a '90s rave culture because I need to hear like this this era of music. I think because I was too young, so I want to hear what you were listening to. Oh yeah, yeah, that's no problem. I'll, I'll probably what I'll do is I'll float you a bunch of mixes. Yeah, because that's the, that's a good reference point. And there's actually a couple resources I can think of off the top of my head too, where they're all kind of collected already. Yeah, I'll poke around. Get you something for sure. Here's the second thing. Uh, 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 Less uh, were glow sticks. Were glow sticks a thing, or did that become like a cheesy, like stereotype? That was later. Okay, so yeah, just to touch on that for a moment. um, My era, and you know, especially early on, like that, the the glow stick thing was there a little bit. Candy Kids had just started showing up. So when you see these pictures from like whatever facebook rave page times three thousand million that there are now mm-hmm. um those the, uh, that's not what it was like there were mm-hmm. there was a very small cross-section of that um the glow sticks kind of went along with that candy kid scene mm-hmm. uh, but they weren't to the point where it's like a plastic version of what's the uh that old movie with um the Matrix. Mel Brooks. Yeah. No, not, not <laughs> Matrix. Uh, they, they all end up looking like the, you know, the outback deserty types now. Like gas masks made out of like. Oh, Mad Max? Shit. Mad oh, Max. Yeah, Mel Gibson, yeah. not yeah, Mel Brooks. Not, like, I am not a fan of. And it's Mel Gibson. Yeah. It's, I, it's like my brain couldn't even say the other name. <laughs> like Which, the whole, like, the whole, like, cyber goth, the whole. Yeah. That, of that, Mel, no. See, Mel yeah. No. No. Was... And, and, yeah. That, and that didn't happen in my era. Okay. Like those, those people just did not exist. Like the like Burning that. Man um, stuff. Oh my gosh, just, Burning yeah, Man's hilarious. Yeah, see, and that was another thing. Like That started off way back. It started off pretty cool. And it just evolved yeah. into, I'm, I'm a you know Instagram photo shoot op. That's all it was. Yeah, you know, not for everybody, but it's it's a weird. Uh, the burners are weird, man. But here, let me tell you, let me tell you, living in a living in Los Angeles, though, like festival season and Burning Man is the greatest kind of couple weekends in a row because there's like no traffic, <laughs> like stuff like yeah. there's no there's nobody in town. Everybody's gone. It's great. Yeah, that sounds 
pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what Gabe's theme could be. Gabe's also, to me, seems very personal to him. Um, I'm going to say, like, it's like Gabe's golden years. Like, these are the years where you had not a care in the world. Kicking back, it was like the, the 90s. The 90s and early, you know, early 2000s were just it was a simpler time for you gabe it was gabe's simpler times that's what my theme guess is <laughs> all right all right um i mean incorrect but that sounds nice that does sound nice <laughs> Les, what about you um like my i want to say new metal <laughs> like a new, new metal soda shop you know because i mean pepsi blue oh. is in there again and i don't know Oh, don't tempt me. Holiday Spicy yeah. Cactus Cooler, not New Metal, though. Those aren't cool at all. <laughs> new Metal. Uh, new Metal. The New Metal Soda Shop would be amazing. Like, I'd have POD there. Um, I'd have Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> like, so many. Like, it would be the greatest soda shop ever. All right. Let's, no, my let's friends, mine is, mine is very much in the, in the vein of, of uh, a book that I'm, re- that I'm rereading right now. Um, and a movie that's coming out from one of my favorite directors, oh. uh, Denis Villeneuve. Um, it is Doom. I see. Um, <laughs> so we've uh. got we've got Cactus Cooler because the desert, of course. Right. We've got Pepsi Holiday Spice because the spice must, the spice must flow, and of course the Blue Fremen eyes. Oh that are, yeah. That oh, are brought man. to you by Pepsi Blue. Wow, that's mm-hmm. good. I like that one a lot. That was good enough. I never, ever would have guessed yeah, that. Yeah, the Dune Boys. We're coming I, for you, Dune Boys. We're coming for you, Dune Boys. Uh, you imagine the soda shop? I imagine the soda shop being like, uh, um, you know, uh, water, very scarce, of course, uh, but lots of soda everywhere. It'd be great. Timothy Chalamet is just there. Uh, yeah. Yep, <laughs> just just hanging out. You know, I didn't know who Timothy Chalamet was until I watched the trailer because everybody's been saying his name, and I'm like, who in the hell is Tim- Timothy Chalamet? And now I know. That's that should be the title of our episode. Who in the hell is Timothy Chalamet? Who in the hell is Timothy and, Chalamet? And, and we just Absolutely. talk about Monsanto <laughs> for forty minutes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. man, I don't even know. My theme is like not even a theme compared to yours. You put a lot of thought into this. No, not at all. I, I think so. You know, I, I had Game Fuel, Dr Pepper, Ten, right. and OK Soda. Um. All right. Football season. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. You're you're in the region. Okay. What do you think, Les? I like. I was kind of thinking we're going back to the video game thing, but then OK Soda's in. There. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, I don't know. Like having been oh. around for OK Soda, I don't know. I I would have to say more on the gamer end. Yeah. The... Or is it like the the Oklahoma City Chiefs? Chiefs City wow. Chiefs. I, I don't Oklahoma City Chiefs. Thank you. <laughs> mine mine is pretty simple. It's just the man cave. It's we got Doctor Pepper Ten. It's only for men. We got gaming, and we have just <laughs> not caring about anything and having like really flat and and emotionless reactions to everything. It just this this hyper toxic masculinity. I think. Uh, you know, you just come in, uh, there's like a, there's nothing, um, there's like a neon sign and we didn't turn it on cause we didn't care. 
and we're right. playing because okay. we're playing um halo but we're gonna we're gonna watch the game later so right totally the man cave um and and, and then and season season four or sorry not season four um manifesto four here uh okay soda says don't be fooled into thinking there has to be a reason for everything yeah and that's my motto too and that's a, a man's motto right. as well there's not a reason for anything that we do mm-hmm. we're very complicated in the man cave <laughs> well i mean so now we've Lots got uh we've got something to vote on uh so when this episode comes out i mean we'll have a poll up um you guys can can pick who who do you think had the best theme and soda i mean is it going to be the dune room the 90s rave or the man cave and i called it dune room but if you had a better idea no, that's fine. Uh, I, I will say uh, Les's, uh, Les's uh, uh, shop probably does have actual cocaine in it. So, um. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, lots of things around in that era, so you know. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> well... I don't know what's going to come of that, but I, I think I learned a lot about each of you. Um, I, not really. I don't know anything about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I just, I'm still like this Monsanto thing. Ugh. It's not fun. Uh, it's not a fun subject. I mean, neither was Fanta. Uh, New Metal was great, you know? Um, <laughs> you new metal, know, I, I think that's new just metal part of really, our MO. Yeah, you know, it's, new it's, metal uh, really was destroying the world in other ways, <laughs> uh, more musically than anything. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's really all for us here at the at the Pepsi Boys. Um, Real downer note we ended. Yeah. Up. <laughs> well, let's try to pick it up, uh, as they say in ska, yeah, t- which would be a good soda room too. Pick it up. Um, oh, the soda room, Scott's soda room would be a great. I would love if Scott came back. Scott never left, baby. Uh, <laughs> say that to the um, um, what was it? Uh, Goldfinger. Okay, yeah, I'll say, I'll go tell Goldmember that Scott never left. Are they still doing stuff? I I doubt Goldfinger's <laughs> doing anything. Or was it Real Big Fish? Was the other Real one? Big Fish is still doing stuff? Are they brought they really? it. Yeah, I yeah. think they are for sure. Well, anyway, uh, we could talk about Ska and, uh, for too long, which is any amount of time talking about Ska is too long. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we will uh, we'll catch you guys later with uh, part two of our Monsanto Coca-Cola uh, saga. Um, a real interesting, sad uh, history. It's yep. a, a history's history, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it as as sad necessarily, but I definitely think it's. Uh, yeah, ain't that the truth? Could have gone, could have gone a different way. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the fourth episode of the Pepsi Boys. Uh, as always, I am one of your hosts, Dean, aka Mister Eman sixty nine on Twitter, and uh, also give us a follow at the Pepsi Boys on Twitter. And uh, that's where you're able to find this poll to vote on our themes this week. Uh, I'm Gabe, and I am Gusto Carne on Twitter. Hey, yeah, Les, Widowmaker1138 on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, and I'll bring you more gloom and doom next week. Hooray.
And on that note, hooray. Uh, good night from the Pepsi Boys.